Welcome to The Abandoned Carousel, the show where I tell the story of the most interesting abandoned amusements and theme parks in the world. I'm your host, Ashley. This week, we're talking about one of my favorite places, the most magical place on Earth, Disneyland, and an abandoned ride called the Skyway. Quote, Disneyland will never be completed. It will continue to grow as long as there is imagination left in the world. End quote. Walt Disney. Walt Disney loved transportation. If you've ever really sat down and thought about Disneyland or any of the other Disney parks, you'll know how much transportation is a theme there. In fact, Disney's first park before Disneyland was a one-eighth scale steam train built at his home in California. He operated the Carrollwood Pacific Railroad until 1953, when he began focusing on the construction of Disneyland, which opened in July 1955. On a trip to Switzerland later that year, Walt heard about a new gondola ride system that was being tested out. He visited with the Von Roll Company, and he knew that he had to have it before he even knew where the ride was going in his parks. He purchased a used Von Roll Type 101, which is also called the 1947 Sidechair Model. Parts of his purchased ride system came from previous uses at a 1955 fair in Rotterdam and from the German Federal Garden Show. The system was being finalized in Disneyland as early as November 1955. Remember, the park had just opened in July. The Skyway became the first aerial ropeway of its kind in the United States. And though it seems somewhat basic to a more modern audience, this was cutting-edge technology in the 1950s. You could not find this kind of ride system anywhere else. Walt was quoted saying that the Skyway was a transportation system of the future. And he thought it had great applications outside of theme parks, you know, for use in parking lots and huge shopping centers. The Skyway became one of the first major rides to debut at Disneyland after opening day in 1955. The Skyway ride opened in June 1956, less than a year after the park itself had opened. And it opened as two attractions. One was the Skyway to Tomorrowland, and the other was the Skyway to Fantasyland. And for most of the ride's history, the ride operated in this fashion, one way. You could go Tomorrowland to Fantasyland, or you could go Fantasyland to Tomorrowland. The original ride contained 42 round buckets, and each of these were able to carry two passengers. 
And and the seats of these early cars, they were literally patio chairs bolted into place in the buckets. So the ride was placed with one end in Fantasyland, and it was called the Alpine Chalet. And this is where all the heavy operating machinery for the ride was stored. And then on the other end, you had your Tomorrowland station, where you had the counterweights that kept the cables of the ride tight so that the cars would move across them. And so these cars, they moved at four miles an hour, and they were dispatched from a station on average every nine seconds. It was basically like working in a tire factory. The ride covered a large section of the park. It went 1,200 feet from Fantasyland to Tomorrowland, 60 feet up in the air. The whole ride took about four minutes. The excellent view combined with the height and the slightly swaying buckets, it all made for a scenic ride that gave you a little bit of a thrill. It was a hit with guests. Now, when the ride opened in 1956, the main support beam for the Skyway, its central peak, was just a generic support beam that sat on top of Holiday Hill. Now, most people don't know anything about Holiday Hill because it wasn't there for very long. This was the whimsical name that was given to the dirt pile that remained after the castle and the moat had been dug out the year prior. So, in 1957, the Skyway closed. Thanks, guys. This has been a great podcast. No, I'm kidding. So the Skyway closed because four major rides were being added as part of an expanded Tomorrowland. This was billed as the grand reopening of Disneyland. These rides, they were the Motorboat Cruise, the Monorail, the Submarine Voyage, and the Matterhorn Bobsleds. So as part of this renovation, the Skyway's central support beam and Holiday Hill itself were demolished. The magnificent Matterhorn Alps, or at least a scale replica of them, was rebuilt in the place of Holiday Hill, directly in the path of the Skyway. So when it reopened, the Skyway passed directly through two openings on either side of the mountain. The mountain structure itself served as that new central support tower for the cables of the Skyway, in addition to, of course, it being a major e-ticket roller coaster for the park. Originally, the view inside the Matterhorn was not particularly interesting. It was given a very fanciful name. It was called Glacier Grotto on the official park map. But inside, it was just the mountain. That The framework of the mountain had been covered in drywall, but it was basically just this big, echoing cavern. There wasn't much to look at but it was exciting to hear the riders of the bobsleds screaming as they zoomed around you. The ride was a hit, and it continued to gain and maintain popularity over the years. People loved riding on the ride, riding on the Skyway to see a new aerial view of the rides below. The Skyway went through several redesigns over the years. In 1965, the buckets of the Skyway were redesigned so that they could be replaced with higher capacity models. 
Imagineer Bob Gurr was tasked with redesigning the buckets to improve ride capacity. However, he could not significantly change the weight of the vehicle, a factor which may become important later. Remember, the structure of the Matterhorn is actually the central support for the ride itself. So what Bob Gurr did, if he couldn't change the weight of the vehicle very much but still needed to expand ride capacity, he used high-tech at the time, ABS plastic, over a steel frame to create a new four-person bucket that weighed just about the same as the old two-person bucket. And this is the bucket that most of us remember. Brightly colored on the bottom, sort of rectangular, soaring over Disneyland. Sometime in the mid-1970s, speakers were added to each car to allow for emergency safety announcements. In 1978, the interior of the Glacier Grotto inside the Matterhorn was glammed up, and it finally lived up to its name. Realistic fake glacial caverns were added, and you even got a glimpse at the terrifying, abominable snow monster. Now, in the early 80s, the entire land of Fantasyland was closed for several years for a major remodel to turn it into new fantasy land. The Skyway still operated during most of this period, but this was the one exception where the Skyway only performed round-trip rides. It departed from and disembarked from Tomorrowland. This was probably really popular with guests, being able to get a bird's eye view at the exciting new upgrades that they were putting in to New Fantasyland. When New Fantasyland opened in 1983, it also included upgraded support beams for the Skyway, except for the main Matterhorn supports, at the urging of the Von Roll Company. In present day, rumors abound that the ride closed because of all the deaths and injuries which occurred. And this just simply is not true. There was one incident, and it occurred just a few months before the ride closed. On April 17, 1994, a man named Charles Randall jumped from his Skyway bucket and landed in a tree near the Alice in Wonderland ride. He was treated for minor injuries at the hospital and then later filed a $25,000 lawsuit against Disney for permanent injury as a result of the fall. Though his lawyer did initially assert that Randall hadn't done anything wrong, the case was dismissed prior to going to trial, with Randall admitting that he, quote, came out, end quote, of his bucket, and that the lawsuit was, quote, ill-advised. Despite a continued popularity among visitors, the Skyway did officially close in Disneyland on November 9th, 1994. Mickey and Minnie Mouse were the last riders. A number of different reasons for closure have been given over the years. A very common one, the 1994 injury, is probably least likely to be the true cause for the closure, given that this was the only injury on the ride in its 38 years of operation. It was really a very safe ride. It was probably a number of factors put together. The structural and safety requirements were probably the main reason for the closure of the ride. Like we've discussed, the main structural supports for the ride, the peak, was inside the Matterhorn, and it was built into the Matterhorn. 
And these supports were beginning to suffer from metal fatigue. So the repair of this would have required both the Skyway and the Matterhorn to be closed for an extended period of time. Then they would have had to completely open up the Matterhorn in order to rebuild these supports. This just wasn't feasible. The ride closure would have been problematic, and this would have cost a lot of money at a time where the park was feeling pinched due to the disastrous company finances relating to Disneyland Paris. Park resources was another significant factor that likely played a part in the closure of the Skyway. The Skyway took quite a few cast members to operate, and it had a pretty low number of riders per hour. The new Indiana Jones ride was scheduled to open several months after the Skyway closure, and resources, including cast members and budget, needed to be directed there. It was less about the specific cast members that were needed for Indy and more about the overall park cost containment. Some people try and cite declining interest, but this is pretty unlikely as a factor. Most people did like the Skyway, even just as an interesting kinetic visual that you could see across pretty much a large portion of the park. It was a great way to rest your feet, see the sights, even to get across the park when a parade was happening. The Skyway was a popular D-ticket ride right until the end. Finally, the ADA requirements probably played a part. When the Skyway was built, the rules were different. And while the ride technically did not violate the Americans with Disabilities Act because it was grandfathered in due to its age, it was a complex thing for a mobility-impaired guest to ride the ride. The entire ride had to be stopped at both ends. So there were a lot of factors that went into the overall closure decision. No single reason stands out. As with many things, it was probably just time for a change. Still, it was and continues to be incredibly sad to see the ride go. The park really lost something when the dynamic energy of the Skyway was no longer overhead. So once the Skyway closed, the Alpine Chalet, the Fantasyland station, was quickly stripped of all its mechanical parts. The Chalet building itself remained for the next 20 years. The building perched up on the hill, a silent watcher surrounded by these beautiful trees that were once tiny evergreens. And without the need to keep the gondola line clear, the trees grew and grew and masked the building. Disney didn't even try to keep the area groomed. It became this cool, beautiful growth of of flora. And though many rumors thrived over the years, No practical public use was ever made of the Alpine Chalet. The entrance to the old Skyway was right across from the Village House, a very popular restaurant in Disneyland. And so all they did, this is what they did. They roped off the old exit staircase with a chain, and they put vending carts to block the entrance staircase. And that's it. Considering how small Disneyland really is and how tight the space is there, 
it's really surprising that the chalet was never put to a guest-facing use. It's possible, however, that any new use for the building would have changed the requirements from the city for the building. And so this might have required serious upgrades and cash investment. Given that finances were probably part of the reason for the closure, well... So in my own visits to Disneyland in the 90s and 2000s, I always found the abandoned chalet to be really, really interesting. It had these cool light posts that had this beautiful curl up on the top that held this lantern-style light. It was, it was almost like something out of a fairy tale, where you were a weary traveler being welcomed into this dark grove of evergreen trees. And with the chalet tucked in amongst these trees in a part of the park that was fairly quiet in the evenings, the whole thing always seemed a little ethereal and a lot spooky. So what about the other half of the ride, the Tomorrowland station? Again, the equipment had been stripped away from the Skyway pretty much instantaneously. But the station still remained. At one point, the abandoned Tomorrowland station did serve as a repair station for the rocket rods. Also, a short-lived abandoned ride in Disneyland. Some accounts, they do say that the Tomorrowland station still exists, even though it's been walled off from view. Others say that it's completely been demolished. But if you look behind and above the Autopia Winner's Circle gift shop in Tomorrowland, you can see a staircase to nowhere. And this was once a part of the entrance to the ride's loading platform. It remains as a remainder and a reminder of the Skyway's original home. There are few other remainders of the Skyway still in the park. In 1998, one of the shops in Tomorrowland did feature an original Skyway bucket hanging from the ceiling, but this is long since gone with subsequent remodelings and rethemings of the shop. In 2015, after a major ride renovation, a new tribute was added, however, inside the Matterhorn bobsleds, which of course have been tied in with the Skyway throughout the park's history. In this new scene, several wrecked original round Skyway buckets and broken bobsled cars sit just past the top of the ride's first lift hill, as if torn to shreds by the ride's abominable snowman. It's a really cool Easter egg for those who know where to look. The only real remaining piece of the Skyway structure that we haven't talked about is the original pylons, and most of these were torn down and repaved throughout the various remodelings over the years. There's only one pylon left. If you look carefully in the line for Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, you'll see this awkward, strange square planter that's right in the middle of the line. This, this was once a pylon for the Skyway, and they've just repurposed it as a planter. That's kind of cool. So with most of the Skyway gone in 1994 and the Fantasyland Alpine Chalet just sitting there rotting in the middle of a tiny forest in Fantasyland, no one really thought about the Skyway. In August 2015, Star Wars Land was announced. This is now called Galaxy's Edge. This major 
major expansion of Disneyland was planned to take over huge areas of the park, including a ton of the backstage areas. The old Big Thunder Ranch was going, as well as part of the Rivers of America. When it's all said and done, Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland is going to take up about 14 of the park's 85 acres. That's 16% of the park. What does this have to do with the Skyway? Well, demolition for Star Wars Land began in early 2016. And as the site began to be cleared, eagle-eyed fans saw the backside of the Alpine Chalet clinging to life on the edge of the construction site, just peeking over the edge of a mound of dirt. You see, the Alpine Chalet actually backed up to Big Thunder Ranch and the area where Galaxy's Edge was going to be. On May 11, 2016, the city of Anaheim issued a permit for the demolition of the Skyway building. The cost for the demolition was estimated to be $67,000, which is kind of surprising when you think about the original ride cost at only $300,000. Of course, Disney fans were sad and upset and vocal. The chalet had been out of use for over 20 years. It was very unlikely to be structurally sound at all. But the chalet had been there from nearly the beginning of the park. It seemed so integral to the park. And so, of course, Disney fans did what they did best and raced to the park to document the last vestiges of the old chalet. The beautiful, intricate gingerbread, the painted details, the lovely alpine clock. This clock was always very, very cool. It was decorated with this sun and moon detail and was highlighted in gold leaf around the edge with astrological symbols. The look of the chalet at the end of its days was a far cry from when it was actually an active building in use, but it was still beautiful in its abandoned state nonetheless. Alas, the chalet was reduced to a pile of lumber after the park's closing on June 14, 2016. The staircase with the chain across it remains hidden behind the vending carts in Fantasyland, and you can now see that the stairs quickly end in a riotous pile of green flora. I've only touched on the Disneyland version of the Skyway, but of course, there are sister parks, and the Skyway did exist at Walt Disney World and at Tokyo Disneyland. But unsurprisingly, the ride had closed there by the end of the 90s. All that was left of the Skyway were memories. Or was that really all that was left? In July of 2017, Disney announced the Disney Skyliner, a groundbreaking new transportation system for Walt Disney World. Now, the Skyliner connects several different resorts to both Epcot and Hollywood Studios. And this calls back Walt's original hopes for the Skyway as a transportation of the future. It might not be Disneyland, but it's still Disney, and that's still kind of cool. The Skyway was a beloved Disney-style icon. It was groundbreaking for its time, and it was memorable in its constant presence over the parks. Even in the years of its abandonment, the Skyway was familiar and comfortable, always there. But remember, what did Walt say? Disneyland will never be completed. 
It will continue to grow as long as there is imagination left in the world. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Abandoned Carousel, where I covered the history of the Skyway at Disneyland. You can find show notes, photos, and links at my website, theabandonedcarousel.com. Remember to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher. I'd love to hear your stories about the Skyway. Email me, hello at theabandonedcarousel.com. Or you can contact me across social media. I'm Carousel Abandon, A-B-A-N-D-O-N, on Twitter, or The Abandoned Carousel everywhere else. I'll be back next week with another great episode, so I'll see you then. As Lucy Maud Montgomery once said, nothing is ever really lost to us as long as we remember it. <laughs>